0: And listen, I'm, I'm really excited about, about our time together today and uh, grateful to God for this. How many have been blessed by this series called Manology? That's a little weak. I said, How many have been blessed by this series called Manology? Well, we want to continue in it today. There's a scripture I want to read in the book of Judges, chapter number three, beginning at verse number 31. And uh, we're going to read one verse, Judges chapter 3, beginning at verse number 31, and it reads like this. It says, after Ehud came Shamgar, the son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines, listen to this, with an ox goad. He, too, saved Israel. He, too, saved Israel. He, too, saved Israel I want to stop reading right there and uh, in order to tag a title to this text I solicited the assistance of some sisters (laughs) yeah so 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 here it is here it is here it is here's the subject of today's sermon I solicited this subject from some sisters here it is what I need from you is understanding Come on now. You be singing it to us. Let me go to this side over here. I say, Y'all sing it to us. <laughs> what I need from you <laughs> is understanding. As we ease into this introduction, I'd like to lift up a quote that's credited to the late and great Dr. Miles Monroe. He is <laughs> He is credited with this quote. Here it is for my na- note-takers. Wherever purpose is misunderstood, abuse is inevitable. Wherever purpose is misunderstood, abuse is inevitable. In other words, he is in essence arguing that we will eventually and inevitably misuse what we misunderstand. So and the enemy is aware of this reality, and this is why he attempts to instigate and orchestrate misunderstanding. As a matter of fact, one of the images that is used to describe the work of the adversary in the Old Testament is a Leviathan image. And this Leviathan is a metaphor for a twisting spirit. It is the enemy's involvement in influencing us to misunderstand what has been communicated. The twisting spirit it's 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 a spirit that influences us to read what someone's not writing to hear what they're not saying you said that's wrong they heard you wrong you said that was dumb they heard you're dumb it's leviathan It is the twisting spirit because the enemy operates in the arena of misunderstanding. As a matter of fact, the apostle Paul clearly communicated to his audience in one of his epistles that God is not the author of confusion. So if God is not the author of confusion, then that means the enemy is the author of confusion. He wants confusion in your home. He wants confusion in your church. He wants confusion in your mind. He wants confusion in your money because he realizes that wherever there is ignorance, there is vulnerability. He operates in the arena of misunderstanding. Am I making sense? Yeah, he... And he attempts to instigate and orchestrate misunderstanding, first of all, with us personally. Did you hear what I just said? I I don't, I don't really have time because time won't allow me to do it. Because really, number one is really he wants to instigate a misunderstanding theologically. But I don't have time to unpack that, right? So when he can't, watch this, when he cannot stop you from believing in God. He twists your understanding of the God you believe in. I don't even have time. That's how he got Adam and Eve in the garden. He twisted their understanding of God. But not just theologically, personally. Because he knows when you don't understand you, then you will will subject yourself to unnecessary abuse. Because where value is absent, settling will be present. Whenever you see a person that settles, you're seeing a person that has not gotten a revelation of who they are. The devil wants you blind. Blind. To who is on the inside of you. I don't even have time to deal with this. Which is why when many people, when many people, uh, when they're calling, when the encounter that captures their calling is seen in scripture. We see when God's calling people, the first thing he's got to do is talk them out of an old identity. Yeah. So Did you hear what I just said? The first thing he had to do was talk Moses out of an old identity. He said, Moses, I'm calling you. Moses started telling God what he not. He said, Jeremiah, I'm calling you. Jeremiah starts telling God what he's not. He says, Gideon, I'm calling you. Gideon starts telling God what he's not. Because the enemy knows you will always behave in a way that is consistent with how you see yourself. So if he can get you to misunderstand you, he knows he'll eventually get you to misuse you. He wants to orchestrate misunderstanding theologically. Doesn't want you to understand God right. Orchestrate misunderstanding personally. Don't want you to understand you right. And he wants to orchestrate misunderstanding relationally. So that you don't understand others right. Because whatever you misunderstand, you misuse. And there are a number of different relationships we can talk about when it comes to the importance of Understanding, But because we're in this series called Manology, we need to explore the implications of understanding when it comes to our relationships with men. Because if there is a word that I hear with consistency that describes the state of many men I've had the privilege of doing life with, serving, or leading, it is this. Many men feel like Shamgar they feel misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is why on this Father's Day, in addition to whatever expression of love, in addition to whatever gift of generosity that you're gonna to give to the man in your life, there's a gift that you need to add to that gift and it is a gift called empathy. <laughs> Somebody say empathy. Yeah, yeah. Empathy is not enablement. Empathy is not accepting excuses. Empathy is not being an accessory to the crime of self sabotaging behavior. Empathy is imaginatively stepping into the shoes of another person, understanding their feelings and perspectives, and using that understanding to guide your actions. Somebody say empathy. empathy and men need empathy. Your masculinity does not erase your need for empathy. And our text is a powerful picture of what I'm art- attempting to articulate. This is important because our text reveals to us a short yet significant story about an individual named Shamgar. The text says that Shamgar, who's the son of Anath, uh, defeats 600 Philistines with an ox goad. Now, all the ox goad is, is a stick that's pointed at the end that was used to poke the ox when the ox was plowing and got out of line. The ox needed to plow in a straight line. So if the ox started veering off the straight and narrow, he'd get poked not to injure him, but to align him. Don't miss it. It was sharp enough for the ox to feel it, but dull enough for the ox not to be injured. So when the ox got poked, It felt like punishment, but it was really grace. Y'all aren't talking to me today. And the text says that Shamgar defeated 600 Philistines with a stick. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have a spear. He didn't have a shield. He did it with a stick. He did not have a sword. He did not have a spear. He did not have a shield. He did it with a stick. He did not have a sword. He did not have a spear. He did not have a shield. He did it with a stick. He did not have a sword. He did not have a shield. He did not have a spear. He did it with a stick. And some of you feel like you're not gonna accomplish all that God's called you to accomplish because you don't have a sword, you don't have a spear, and you don't have a shield. But God says, I'm gonna show you how to do more without giving you more. I'm gonna show you how you've been underutilizing what you already have. So if I didn't give you a sword, if I didn't give you a spear, if I didn't give you a shield, that means I'm going to do it with a stick. I don't know who this is for, but God's going to do it with what you got. He's going to do it with the connections you got. He's going to do it with the education you got. He's going to do it because he wants you to know the power is not in the sword. The power is not in the spear. The power, it's not not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit. So I'm going to do it without it. Watch me be God and do it with a stick. Gideon had 300, you're going to do it with a stick. Samson had supernatural strength, you're going to do it with a stick. Isn't that amazing? I say, isn't that amazing? So, why does he only get two sentences? Gideon gets some chapters, Samson gets chapters. But I feel safe in suggesting that if I were to go to the average church in America and say, how many people have heard of Samson? Many people would raise their hand. If I were to say, how many people have heard of Gideon? Many people would raise their hand. But if I were to say, how many people have heard of Shamgar? That's like asking somebody to quote a scripture from Obadiah. Y'all aren't, come on, we quote Isaiah, we quote Jeremiah, no, quote Nahum. Gideon gets chapters, Samson gets chapters, Shamgar gets a sentence. Y'all aren't talking to me because Shamgar represents men. Y'all aren't talking to me. Men who are fighting battles people don't know about. So they're making contributions people aren't properly appreciating. Shamgar like, y'all writing a whole book on Gideon he had 300 I did this by myself y'all aren't talking to me he says at least Samson has supernatural strength I had to do this with a stick and I did all this with a stick come on guys this is the last Sunday I'm teaching this, so we might as well go all the way in, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm doing all this with a stick, and for some people, it's still not enough. Is. Hi-ya-ya. <laughs> it's me. You don't see what I just did with a stick? You don't see what I just did without an example? You don't see what I just did when nobody bequeathed to me money in a wheel. You don't see what I did coming from nothing. I did all this with a stick and I only get a sentence because you don't realize how hard it was to do it with a stick because grace make a hard thing look easy y'all not talking to me in Atlanta, you're not talking to me. To New Jersey, you're not talking. I said, "Grace make a hard thing look easy," and some people are not expressing the kind of empathy that you need because they don't understand the kind of burden that you're carrying. Because grace make a hard thing look easy, but if people only knew. that just because I'm not stressed out doesn't mean I'm not stressed and just because I'm not cracking under the pressure doesn't mean I'm not feeling pressure God I got to get to this now unto him who is able to keep me from falling We're not asking for applause. We're not asking for a trophy. What I need from you is understanding. Because everything I'm doing, I'm doing with a stick. I'm doing without what other people had who do this. I'm not asking for a cookie. I'm not asking for a party. What I need is understanding. Because doing this with a stick, not easy. So if you'll allow me, I said if you'll allow me. I want to try to offer some insight that will help increase your understanding of some of the battles Shamgar is fighting. See, because I've learned that sometimes there's the absence of empathy because there is unawareness of the battle. So some people aren't expressing empathy. Because they're unaware that just because it look easy, it isn't. So I just want to know real quick. I just got five things. I can do it in 10 minutes. I just want to know, do I have your permission to share with you five things that your sham guard might be fighting? I, I want to know, do you want me? To share with you five things. Shamgar. I want to know. Do you want me to share it with you now? All right. I want to know. Do you want me to share it with you right now? Okay. Well, since you asked me, here's number one. The Shamgars, the men in your life are fighting rejection, they don't understand. Somehow in culture. In secular and Christian culture, there seems to be this assumption that only the female gender deals with rejection. And even though my reaction to rejection may be different, the wounds that rejection causes are the same. Rejection is a refusal to accept someone for who they really are. It's not coddling dysfunction. It's not endorsing sinful behavior. But it is also not forcing people to fit in a box God didn't put them in. Y'all aren't talking to me. The the, the, the word rejection has roots in the Latin word, which means to throw backwards. So whenever an individual experiences rejection, it throws them backwards in their evolution into authenticity. Because you're telling me to be me, but then punishing me when I am. Y'all aren't talking to me. You're telling me to be you, but you're upset when I don't like what you like. You're telling me, why is it quiet, to be you, but you're upset when I don't want to go where you want to go. You're telling me to be me, but you're upset with I don't have passions that are your passions. Where well, can I be me? I'm not saying accept my dysfunction, but accept me. Somebody say rejection. Yeah, rejection leads to suppression. And many men feel suppressed. I don't know if I should go here. It's a little... (laughs) This is why I don't know if y'all can... I don't know if we can go here. Help me. Holy Ghost. Uh, (laughs) uh, Sometimes you may even notice a version of him emerges when he's with others that you don't see when he with you and it doesn't mean that there's something with you it could mean that it's something with him that feels safe not to suffocate with them so he's more happy because he's more free And sometimes you're like, why are you not like that when you're with me? Because you won't let me be me when I'm with you. This is the last Sunday. Come on. You're so happy when you're with them. You're so jovial when you're with them. You're so excited when you're with them because they don't reject me. So I give you the version of me that you want. the devil's upset right now some breakthroughs are happening right now some mindset shifts are happening right now God oh yeah 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 he dealing with rejection he don't understand so I can understand if it's my dysfunction I can understand if it's my struggles we just talking about my personality Here's why we don't understand it. Because are y'all okay? Some of the things we feel like people are complaining about, they benefit from. Because sometimes you might get with him and you're like, oh my God, his stuff is so together. He got his stuff together. And then you get with him, it's like, why you always, why everything gotta be some gang yang 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 <laughs> You missed it. But when you met when you met me, you were attracted to the fact that I had my stuff together. Everything has to be some mm-mm. But when we got together, you like his car's clean, his bills are paid, his, I just feel so safe with him. Every time we have problems, he figure out a way to get us out. But he don't talk enough. I'm thinking. You didn't hear what I just said. Cause when all we do is talk, you saying all you do is talk. Talk is cheap. I'm not talking because I'm thinking. Oh my. This is the last one I got it. (laughs) Tario, go over there. Number two, can I give you number two? (laughs) Men are fighting weaknesses they did not pick. Because sometimes you think you're the only one that don't like the weakness. I don't know if I can go here. You don't like it, we hate it. Cause, And you only hate the part of it you know about. The Apostle Paul said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body? I don't have time to deal with this. A man's responsible for his actions. A man's responsible for his response to his impulses. A man is responsible for the decisions that he makes when he is tempted. He picks that but he doesn't pick the temptations. You didn't hear what I just said. See, I don't have time. The Bible uses three different words to describe inappropriate uh, uh, behavior. Uh, Sin, transgression, and iniquity. Sin, Greek word, is harmatia. It's harmatiology. It it is simply to miss the mark. It is, I'm playing darts. I'm trying to hit the middle. I missed. I actually tried. I just missed. It's like I went into the conversation saying I'm going to be godly I'm going to stay calm they said something next thing I know I missed <laughs> are we going to keep it real today? like you go into the relationship you say this time I'm going to do this relationship God's way I'm going to wait we're going to wait we're going to do it God's way I meant it I really meant it that's sin then you've got I gotta wrap this up then you've got uh <laughs> then you've got transgression which is, which is a willful violation of of the law. It is premeditated. It's when I see them, it's on sight. You have already made the decision that His grace is going to have to be sufficient because when I see them, where is my church? It's on sight. But then there is, I got to wrap up. Then there is iniquity. And iniquity literally, etymologically means crookedness or leaning. Gotcha. So it's not an action. It's a lean. Wow. Yeah. You don't choose. Now, a lean doesn't mean fall. Yeah. A lean mean it don't take much. Y'all missed it if I'm standing flat footed and I'm not leaning, it's harder to push me and make me fall. But if I got one foot in the air and I'm already leaning, it doesn't take much to make me fall. So iniquity refers to the area you lean in where it don't take much. The problem is everybody leaning. So you're judging their lean not knowing you're leaning over this way. You're judging their lean, not realizing you're leaning over. And so he got a lean he didn't pick. And he hated. I'm done. Paul said, that which I hate, I do. Whatever you said about him, he said worse to himself. It's not an excuse. It's not even your problem. I don't even have time to deal with this. Sisters, you're not his healing. You can create a safe space for him to heal. You can be a safe person for him to heal with. But Jesus couldn't even heal people that didn't want it. John 5, do you want to be made well? And so I don't even know why we don't talk as much about iniquity. You shouldn't deny, you need to be aware of your leaning. So you put a support system in place to protect you from leaning, from the area that you lean. You can't pray your lean away. You need principles. You got to overcompensate. The area that you lean in. Number three, men are fighting to create wealth they don't have. And they're dealing with the tension of mixed messages that families sometimes send. And sometimes families don't intend to send mixed messages, but but they do. It's, I want you here, but I want some stuff. I want to move, but I want you to stay still. And it's like, sometimes to give you what you want, we got to be gone to get it. Oh, gosh. Number four, men are fighting to release truth that most people can't handle. Tell me the truth. You don't want it. <laughs> And number five, men are fighting wounds that many of them did not cause. Not wounds of commission. Some, most men are fighting wounds of omission. It's not wounds emotionally in the sense that someone did things that they shouldn't. That's in part. But for many men, it's omission. It, it's enough people didn't do what they should have. So most men are living with holes in their souls they're trying to do what jesus did without getting what jesus got and that was the affirmation of his father before he performed any miracle this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased before he raised one person from the dead before he opened one blind eye his father spoke affirmation over him so he lived his life out of affirmation not seeking it And many men are dealing with holes in their soul. But in this house, Ah. we're raising mighty men. And we're not asking you to accept an excuse. I'm not asking you to enable anything that's dysfunctional. What I need from you is understanding that I'm carrying burdens you don't know about. And fighting battles I hadn't shared with you. Some of you are here under the sound of my voice and you need to come into a relationship with the only one that can really show you who you really are. You need to come into a relationship with, with Jesus. You need to make him the lead of your life and the forgive of your sin. And if you don't even know what that means but in your heart you know I want to take this next step with God. This means I'm talking to you. So I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to pray it out loud. I want you to pray in your heart because today is the day God's going to change your life.